0: Visit sprout.ph slash payrollstartermonthly5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode.
2: The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by Payoneer, a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer. With its fast, flexible, secure, and low-cost solutions. Businesses across the world can pay and get paid globally. Visit Payoneer.com now. Also by Chatbot PH. Save time and effort for your business. Automate how your team does customer service, marketing, and key redundant processes. All by using a chatbot. Invest in your own chatbot now, and use AI to run your business. Go to www.chatbot.ph
1: um, The most important things a product manager does is understand who their users and their customers are in the deepest, deepest level as much as possible, right? Because you're building products for them.
2: Welcome to HustleShare. The podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bae Pyong.
0: Welcome to Quickie number 5 of the Hustle Share Podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this quickie is powered by Payoneer a digital payment platform that provides online money transfer, empowering businesses around the world to grow globally. Now, just like any other quickie, this podcast is not safe for work, so make sure there are no kids around when you're listening to this. Because in this quickie, we're going to be talking to a product manager. And her name is Mika Reyes, a product manager of LinkedIn. And in this quickie, Mika is going to share with us her hustle of studying abroad and how difficult it was being an international student and how she was able to overcome all of that and get gigs that led her to robotics she's also gonna share with us her experience helping out local startups with her hustle and the things she learned there that she was able to apply on her hustle now and this is where it gets interesting because it's rare that we get to talk to someone who works in a unicorn like LinkedIn So Mika here will then be talking about what is a product manager and how different it is from a project manager and the things that she does to help LinkedIn achieve their goals. And lastly, Mika is going to share with us her new hustle that will help out a lot of Filipino startup founders who are in AI and big data. So if you're ready to learn the hustle of a product manager, Let's begin this quickie right now. Welcome to the latest quickie of the Hustle Share podcast. We are going international again on this one. And we have today someone who's very, very amazing what she does. And um, I, I'm not going to overfluff this one anymore because you need to tell us what your hustle is. So welcome to the show, Miss Mika or Micah. Mika, right? Mika. Mika Reyes of Mika. Cognity Labs. Mika, welcome to the show. Well, well,
1: well thank you, I'm um, right. glad to be here.
0: Yes. Okay, so Mika, um, the reason why I, I wanted to get you in the show, because again, thank you, shout out to Earl Valencia for, for hooking this up because people need to know this, especially uh, a lot of Filipino founders and whatnot, right? Now Mika, before we start, like, like we always do, um, what's your hustle?
1: My hustle. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Uh, Roger, I have three
1: hustles that I'd like to share. Um, okay, go. One is, uh, so right now I'm a product manager at LinkedIn.
0: LinkedIn, um, holy shit. I'm in LinkedIn right yeah, now LinkedIn. stalking you. Do you use LinkedIn? Yep. I stalk, I, I, I stalk everybody. I mean, every guest that I, I, I feature, I use LinkedIn because it's, it's a good, I mean, for me, it gives me a good gist of what, what the guy or the girl has, or my guest they are and LinkedIn is life power there you go there you
1: go glad you're using our product keep using it give me feedback if you want
0: to sponsor Hustle Share we're open
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I work on the jobs team so helping hires find the right candidates for their roles Um, but previously I was also product manager at uh, the startup called Ripcord and actually also product manager at Kumu um, which I know you're familiar with
0: Roland Ross Uh, power there you go yes
1: Shout out to Roland and yes. the team. Um, so uh, one of my hustles is really getting immersed in the product world okay. um, in the hopes that I can learn as much as I can here. Um, and when I'm ready to start something of my own, yeah. I'm, I have that product mindset. I have that user mindset. Okay. I can jump right in. Yeah. So yeah, product, I love I love being a product manager. Second right. um, is um, how I got into the whole product space and the tech space is really... Um, because when I interned back home in Medgrocer way back when...
0: Oh, um, so you did Medgrocer, Ayala Health. Yes. How, yeah, far, how, how far? This was fairly new, right?
1: Yeah, I was there 2015.
0: Wow, right? Paolo Borromeo and everybody else. Christian Bessler, shout out to you guys. Yeah, way,
1: way before. Um, right. Yeah, Jerome was my mentor. Right. Um, I, I got in there very ser- serendipitously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was maybe one of the fourth or fifth uh, person in okay. Menorosa um, but it was really there where I saw the impact that tech had to bring in okay. the Philippines emerging markets you know with a one push of a button right? you're impacting all these people right. um, and so after that really immersed myself in the whole design space and yeah. tech space I want to be product manager um, start something on my own but yeah. really North Star is get immersed in tech mm-hmm. for the Philippines for emerging markets absolutely um, so a lot of hustles right now, including community labs. Is yes. hey, I'm so far away. I'm in Silicon Valley, but let's use this opportunity to mm-hmm. be in Silicon Valley. To also, impact uh, the world in the Philippines, um, emerging market like the Philippines, um, and the tech economy there.
0: Absolutely, um, so- and I th- I agree with you because uh, it's there's it's, Earl started it actually. Uh, I, I I became woke because of Earl that you know a lot of Filipino startups um they they have the talent they have the, the bravado everything but they have they have limited mindset only taking care of what they want to do in their backyard now there's nothing wrong with doing that but you we can do so much more by by being exposed what? to being stuff uh being in in other countries but what you guys are doing here now at least with cognity is now we don't have to be physically there and you can still be as woke as as you'd want to be Right. That mm-hmm. uh, I just watched the Great Hack last night, so I'm still woke. Okay. Uh, okay. I'm super you woke. Oh, like no. oh fuck, super woke now. <laughs> like, what the hell? Who's who's mining my data? <laughs> this is creepy as shit. But anyway, um, Mika, before we you go into into deep with Cognitive, what people can get out of it, real quick. Um, mm-hmm. How did your fascination with tech uh, start out? Because I'm looking at here. You 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 studied college in the States, but you studied, did you grow up here? Because you did Philippine yes. science, right? Yes. And Philippine yes. science, again, Who I, I always get goosebumps when I, I encounter people uh, who studied in Pis- Pisay, because like, I only know two, technically, that, that I I come across every once in a while. Um, first one is Katrina Chan of Kubo, uh, obviously, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, uh, very... Uh, prestigious person from Pisai. And then my co-founder in Chatbot PH uh, is also a Pisai graduate. So I was just with him last night too. And I was like, yo, you know, it's different. And the type of hustle that it requires to get to that level um, <laughs> is different. But for, for you, how did you become very tech-oriented and was it because of the Pisae background and whatnot? Can you tell tell us about that?
1: Yeah, um, let's go way back. Uh, so, <laughs> for high school, um, very immersed in science and technology, but it's really in Pasay where I uh, got immersed in science and tech space, but I also realized, hey, I don't necessarily want to be the scientist. Got I think it. my strength lies in the leadership aspect of it, in bringing people together, coalescing over an idea, okay. um, and that might be like a tech innovation got or it enabled Mm -hmm. um after Pesai I was like I actually want to get into the uh immerse myself in the economics and business and psychology space and so Mm -hmm. that's what I majored in um but uh the fuel for technology was as I mentioned in Medgrocer where um, I saw the impact that technology and tech enabled things did have um even in the Philippines where you know compared to Silicon Valley it's a bit further behind in the tech space growing further behind um, but there's there's possibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was through MedGrouper, through also um, some realizations in Pesai mm-hmm. that I found my way into the tech world.
0: Got it. All right. Now after that, um, now there's there's not a lot of people that get this opportunity. I'm very very um, interested to know how how the perspective is because I've I've, I've had like Cat Cat Chan studied in Carnegie Mellon, but that's in the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Do, doing college in the West Coast, how is that different? I mean, uh, for, for doing school in Silicon Valley, so we're, we're studying in Wesleyan, oh, right? I actually
1: studied in Wesleyan in the East Coast.
0: Oh, East Coast too, my bad. So. I, my, my geography is all messed up. Yeah. All. <laughs> <laughs> right. So how, yeah. how, is it, how did that, what did you take up, and what, was it another validation to push you further into this, this path that you're already in in terms of like, getting uh, into tech and shit?
1: Yeah, um, so the context of Wesleyan, so Wesleyan is a very liberal arts
2: okay. uh, school. Uh,
1: and there's not much concentration in tech. Um, so when I decided for myself, maybe like junior year of college, okay. that I wanted to be in the tech world, that I wanted to move to um, the Bay Area right after college and immerse right. myself in that space, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of pushback. And was, it was hard um, because I didn't have a network, I didn't actually know anyone in the tech space. Right. Uh, and it was six hours flight um, to that the other river, coast. Right. Like network with people and meet people. Um, <laughs> technology is great. Yeah. Um, so what I was able to do was I stalked people on LinkedIn, yeah. um, my best friend LinkedIn. Shout out. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, found their emails, found their profiles, um, saw their portfolios, and I reached out to them and said, hey, I'm interested in the tech space. Can you tell me more about the work that you do? Um, yeah. Especially tapping mm-hmm. Um So there's a lot of, uh, so to say, hustle there, um, and really trying to immerse myself in a space that I wasn't physically in at that time. Okay. Um, uh, and then eventually uh, found different communities and created different communities um, at Wesleyan. Um, that were immersed in the tech space that we could talk about, like how do we uh, further get into the space, especially as we're all interested in it, in it, um, how do we create projects that help us build our portfolios, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was the context it was in. Yeah. It was a, a non-tech oriented place. So there was an additional, like, there's additional work to be done um, to get to the Bay Area.
0: How did you get over that hump? Given that, again, that that's a scenario, and not all the you know the stacks are. I mean, the chips are stacked sort of, not 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 too much, but against you. It's hard to get over that hump.
1: Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah. I'll I'll add two more layers to that too. So one is like um, like liberal liberal arts, not really tech oriented um, career space. Second was uh, being a woman in tech. Um, I, I, I'd also say, I didn't add that earlier on, but that's I consider that as one of my other hustles and um, right. part of a lot of women in product events, et,
2: okay. et cetera.
1: Um, being a woman. And then also third is being an international student. Um, right. So three barriers and humps. Yes. Um, that's part of my identity uh, that make it difficult to uh, get into that space. Right,
2: right. Um,
1: but uh, what I'll say, like secret sauces to that, um, mm. One is finding communities, finding other people um, who are also interested um, and and have this goal, shared goal um, and shared identity that you can and always towards together. Yeah. Um, so an example is that like women in product groups, women in tech groups, enjoyed right. a lot of those and shared my vulnerability to them. Got it. Second uh, is a uh, great theme, a lot of hustle, um, right? right? I mentioned, Uh, Building projects and being very scrappy and working with my peers to build to solve a problem within my community and my local space, Uh, and that proves like my product management ability and my ability to like be my own kind of entrepreneur. Okay. Um, And third, lastly, is a lot of grit. Uh, I think mindset is super important, as Earl mentioned, as you mentioned.
0: You don't want to be good; you have to be great. Just kidding. (laughs) That's a bad joke right there. I like that. But yeah, uh, the grit
1: there and the mindset of like, hey, I have this goal. I will be 100% trudging towards this goal. Um, Let's make it happen. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: All
0: right. Awesome. So, okay, um, Mika, after that, was it straight? Was your first gig, was you did internships or um, how how did you get further in?
1: Yeah, um, so I'd say third year college, I did intern in this robotics and tech startup.
0: Oh, shit, wow, that's awesome. Okay, what do you guys do? Just paint up a picture. So, okay, it's so yep. easy to say that, yeah, I'm in tech, blah, blah, but this is hardcore <laughs> shit, right? Like, what do you guys do in a robotics company just to pr- provide a like a good picture to oh, people good. who want to be like, yeah?
1: yeah for this specific company, um, if you're familiar with Code Academy, mm. um, these online coding uh, uh, platforms. Nice. This was a similar kind of platform, but then you were able to connect your robot or build something wow. on
0: Wow.
1: I go type thing, connect it to your computer, and then um, get that robot to start moving Got <laughs> um, it. the code that you have. So it's really, it's ed tech. It's teaching people how to code. Got it. Um, but yeah, that was my first stint. Um, okay. And that was an interesting one, robotics edtech. tech. Okay. But it happened since I, got, I was able to bring me to my first gig out of college um, through this fellowship. is called It's called Kleiner Perkins Fellowship.
2: Right.
1: Um, so they paired me with a startup called Ripcord, where I also right. did robotics.
0: Right, right, right. Robotics
1: digitization. So it was very happenstance uh, for me to like have had that robotics background and then wow. and move into. Uh, ripcord which is also for Got
0: robotics. It. Awesome. Okay, so but you're not part of the Black Mirror movement, right? You're not you're um, gonna, okay that nah. right, cool. That's cool. All right. So, and then this is what's interesting that I, you did Kumu next, was it? Yeah.
1: Well oh. yeah. Um so Kumu was kind of like a side project um with yeah. report um so weekends at night I would work at the Kumu um with Roland
0: the team. Yeah but yeah. How, paint that paint us that picture. I mean this is I, I during the Roland Ross episode, so if 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 you're curious what that is, just go back to uh the episodes in Share He's there, he's bad right there. Like, like a like a teenage <laughs> Professor X. That's how he looks like with the glasses on. That's it. So but how was Kumu in the early days when it was still back home? So paint us that picture because now it's a mammoth. They have billboards and fucking Edsa and whatnot. Yeah. But Kumu back then how was mm-hmm. it, and what were the early struggles you had to, and what did you do there?
1: Yeah, um, oh, missed that time. Uh, I'm, I'm so glad, by the way, that they're doing really well.
0: Yes.
1: Uh, so Kumu earlier on, um, they had kind of started things, seeded things uh, a couple months before I joined. Um, yeah. But when I joined, we were all still remote. So Roland was still in LA. Uh, Rexy was uh, back and forth. Right. Um. Yeah, we're all everywhere. Right. Um, and one part of it was that it was good that we were able to communicate really well with one another every right. day. Uh, we talked to our devs in China, mm-hmm. um, even though we were so far away. So right. it was good that communication. It was great also that Kumu was a communications platform at that exactly. time. Exactly, right, right, right. Product messaging, mm-hmm. um, and uh, is, we were able to dog food our product every day. Absolutely, um, right. But the flip side of that is User research is hard, and that's very important for building products, right? We were far away from the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, and we had to rely on our video live streams ah, and calls, right, right. just including, right. um, but it was always uh, with a time difference um, with without actually being there with our users, so that was a difficult part thing mm-hmm. for me. Um, uh, so they've since moved uh, and it, it's easier to be amongst users and immerse yourself in that space and get all that marketing and billboards. Um, but yeah, early days were, were hard in terms of uh, connecting mm-hmm. with our users in in faster ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I think and I, I assume that there's still like Pushing out features every oh, dude, week. These guys are Test. beasts.
0: Oh my god! Right, like right. super
1: fast. That is that was also there in the early stages, as maybe even more in the early stages. So we were pushing new code every week and just super going hard with um, all of our tests, which is.
2: Awesome. But how um, do you least... make
0: the remote setup work? Because, again, you said the time difference and whatnot and, again, availability. Probably people don't even have a shirt on sometimes and they're just pretending that they have a shirt on and whatnot, right? But how, how do you make that work given that, you know, because this is all I – it's hard to run a startup already when everybody's in the same room. It's mm-hmm. harder when you're trying to get people to be fucking adults and in a, they're in their, well in their comfort zone. So how, mm-hmm. how did that work?
1: Yeah. Um the The great thing about Roland is that he paints a great vision
0: and yes, is a really yeah.
1: right. Like he can hype people up, and you can be like, "Wow, this is where the future is going to lie." Yeah,
0: digital, ah, digital yeah. economy of whatever. It's like, whoa, it's like, yo, Roland, I'm sold. What exactly. do I need to do? What the fuck? Let's <laughs> exactly. do this. Yeah. Right.
1: Um, and because of that, because of that vision, because of the mm. leadership, um, it enticed all the other like. Everyone else within Kumu in that range to also uh, be a part of it, and so you know, uh, everyone was excited, and yep. it, was, it made communication so much easier. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that if uh, if people weren't excited about building this product, if they right. didn't believe in it, then it'd be so hard to build the product.
2: Absolutely,
1: um, because everyone was on board, and everyone thought that this was going to just
0: fly and um,
1: make things and made the remote connection, like, much
0: easier. Okay, now let's take a break, and then we come back for the second part. Uh, we'll discuss now what you do as a product manager, and then mm-hmm. let's do a deep dive on Cognitive Labs, but more of that after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods,
1: PlushCare Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss.
0: Hey, guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a b2b startup founder listen up your ticket to growth is here introducing impact 24 the philippines largest b2b SaaS challenge calling all startups in their pre-launch pre-seed or seed stages this is your chance to accelerate their growth submit your pitch to impact 24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution what's in it for you how about That's SASChallenge.ph. And good luck and and see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break for the final part of the quickie with Miss Mika Reyes coming all the way from the Bay Area. There you go. (laughs) So again, mm-hmm. sorry for the dub fans. Uh, you had a rough summer. But I'm pretty sure you guys are loyal as F to the Warriors. Anyway, going back. So Mika, after Kumu, you now joined LinkedIn. So this is where I'm like, whoa, I'm blown away. Bruh, this is, this is really cool. Mm-hmm. right? Because LinkedIn is not just a whatever company. This is a fucking tech. <laughs> this is a unicorn, right? And to be a product manager in a unicorn is amazing. And this is just resonates as well. I forgot who told it, but across the world, people don't think that, ah, Filipinos can't do it. Dude, name me a tech unicorn that there's no Filipino in there, in a senior position. There's always flips out there be doing their shit. So it's very amazing what you guys do. So, but what do you do as a product manager? And let, let's, let's also paint a picture on how different it is, because people always mistake this. Product manager and project manager. Those are two different things. Can you tell us more about what you do in LinkedIn?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Very different things. Um, Yeah, so product manager versus project manager.
2: Right. I'm
1: product manager. um, I'd say, so first project. A project manager um, will coalesce certain people or maybe do like the organizational part of it um, and make sure that people are efficient. Mm-hmm. Right and doing their tasks.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: A product manager um, will also be a project manager, mm-hmm. making sure that there's ownership around people and making sure that they're accountable for their things. Mm-hmm. But really, I think the biggest, the two biggest things that a product manager, um, the most important things a product manager does, is one, understands who their users and their customers are in the deepest, deepest level as much as possible right because you're building products for them Mm -hmm. um and two can be the leader and the visionary um to coalesce all these people uh, all the different stakeholders uh to build that product for that user Mm. right um and and sometimes it's easy to get into the weeds of uh, the technicality of it or the project management piece of it and yeah that's good you need the executionary part, but really, a product manager is managed, managing the product, not sure. people managing the product. And, okay. and um, by influence, able to tell, paint the story mm-hmm. uh, around uh, what products to be building for our users and be that visionary towards that.
0: Absolutely.
2: Um,
1: so at LinkedIn, I build a product, or I'm one of the product managers okay. for LinkedIn jobs. Jobs. Um, So this is helping uh, our hirers or users, our hirers, or hiring managers, to find the right uh, candidates for their roles, yeah, Yeah, LinkedIn jobs. Um, Yeah, so we we help those hiring managers do what they need to do so they can hire.
0: So they can poach as well. Some people poach from other companies, good talent, but that's that's fair game. It's all good. (laughs) It was like, oh, I can't remember how many many times. Like, oh, shit, someone got poached again, right? It's piracy and whatnot. But how hard is it, given that, you know, I understand the point of view of a product manager. If you're a startup, you're a baby shark. But how can you still have that product ownership in a behemoth like LinkedIn, where there's so many moving parts and the product is already established? How can you still further improve? Because Mm -hmm. I can already say like, oh yeah, let's run an experiment, blah, 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 and pivot, persevere, whatever that shit, look at the metrics. And then you see it palpable right away. But here, there's so many things going on, it's already a unicorn. How do you still make an impact? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Um, great question. Um, two things. Uh, one is LinkedIn right now. The great thing about LinkedIn is that um, you know, maybe initially it was optimized for the job seeking experience. maybe it was optimized with the social networking, the professional social networking part. but we also now have so many other use cases, right There's sales navigator, there's marketing. Um, there's the jobs product which which I'm a part of mm-hmm. um, There are all these premium subscriptions so within one platform part of its success is because we put in all these other use cases and all these other business lines into the product mm-hmm. and we're all working together um, Towards that shared goal Got it. Um, So there's always more impact to be had with new types of users coming in mm-hmm. um, and that that's that's uh, one part of it um, second part of it is uh, a philosophy as a product manager is you know you can always improve growth mindset right you can always keep uh, improving your product you can always receive more feedback and grow 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 um, and with that uh, how product managers within my team at these are organized is that we have a specific ownership around a specific part of the product mm-hmm. and the
2: knowledge that it's
1: not perfect it. and we have goals to achieve um, to make sure that it uh, Moves forward. Um, so yeah. Uh, for example, my ownership is top of funnel growth and acquisition, mm-hmm. um, and I that we can acquire more users and understand. Yeah.
0: Their You're the more. hype man. It starts with you. All these <laughs> all, all these things, right? Yeah. So You're the promoter the in the club. If 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 it, there's no people inside, it's your fault,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I need to get more people inside that club.
0: Right. Exactly. Uh,
1: So, yeah, there's always something more to be done. Um, Optimizations or finding a new market, Uh, as with any business, uh, there's so much more to do.
0: Got it. I'm curious about two things, without divulging too much and without getting you in trouble uh, with LinkedIn. In terms of high-level metrics, what are those are as a product manager that you care most about? And what are those tools that, that, that you think would enable you? To, to achieve those things because you know, it's easy to say I'm a, I'm a product manager again from a small startup But from a from a behemoth like this What are those things that you care about the most as, as metrics and tools that you like to use in order to get that done for you? Yeah, um, so
1: let's start with the first part metrics I mm-hmm. uh, Within my org, which is the talent org, Mm -hmm. um, we have this uh, contrived metric called confirmed hires.
0: Confirmed Um, hires, okay. What is confirmed hires?
1: Confirmed hires um, are uh, so people apply to jobs, job seekers, um, and we have hires who post these jobs. Uh, And what we see is hey, later down the line, did they actually, through our process, did they actually? Find a
0: hire, but that's exactly. all the way down to the funnel. You're at the top. How do you how do you measure measure yes. that effectivity?
1: Well, without, without uh, finding people who are going to be posting these jobs at the very right. top of the funnel, um, mm-hmm. then you won't even get back down to the confirmed hire, right? Um, okay. the mm-hmm. um So confirmed hire is one part of it, and then there's also like the you know the keep us afloat as a business is bookings mm-hmm. and revenue. Got so it. these are some things that I'm looking at, but hey, there's always gonna be some sort of trade off, right? Like mm-hmm. uh confirmed hires, uh maybe you're trying to put in a free product or trying to engage our, uh engage that more, optimize for that more at the cost of revenue. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the interesting thing or um interesting thing about LinkedIn and, and product management as a whole is we always have one true north and that for wow. us is confirmed. Um and kind of like of course, we care about money, um, but even if like the revenue part falls uh, right. a bit, at a cost of more competitive hires, right. we know that member or user value is super important, and so we optimize for that. Got it. So that's the part. That's the metrics part. Mm-hmm. Second is tools.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, at LinkedIn, uh, you might—they're probably not. It is be a tool
0: already, actually. To be honest, <laughs> <laughs> a very LinkedIn powerful tool. Right.
1: Yeah. Um, But internally, because it is a big company, we have uh, internal tools in place. Okay. Um, So it's not going to be like anything familiar. But I'll say, typically across the board, we need A/B testing tools. There you go. Channels. Mm -hmm. We need design uh, prototyping tools. Got it. Um, We need metrics dashboards. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's more. I'm sure there's more. I'm not touching on. Sure. Sounds good.
0: Now, last question before we dive into Cognity and what how dope this will be for, for Filipinos. What skill sets uh, does it take to be a good product manager? And if you don't have a skill set, if someone wants to be a product manager down the road, right, um, what do they need to be good at to be good at this, Scott?
1: Okay. My huge... Uh what I'm going to say is actually more um, on the soft skill side. Because okay. um, I think the hard skills are easy, right? Epa. SQL, Excel. There you go. If you think of some load of smarts, easy to learn. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but uh, three things. Uh, one is uh, communication skills. Mm. So writing, talking, super important. Um, and one reason is because you're going to be writing all these specs and documents right every day like it's such an important part to make sure people are aligned yeah. and make sure there's a source of truth right. if you're not able to convey that story well then like no one's gonna understand sure. um, what you're building so communication skills two is uh, natural curiosity, curiosity. <laughs>
0: No problem, uh, it's Friday night g-test on you. They're, they're, there you go. <laughs> I love seeing uh, the Filipino but, shit, bro, but it's all good. Okay. Um,
1: but that sense of like, like, for example, I ran an A-B test uh, yeah. a couple weeks back. Um, and it's easy to see an A-B test and be like, oh, there's a positive result, cool. Yeah. Um, and be like, okay, well, we'll push this up further. Um, but it's important to like also ask why. Like, why is this A/B result this way? Um, can we maybe understand what our users are are seeing and then learn that behavior? So yeah. uh, always the sense of like, I want to know why. I want to keep digging in. Right. Um, and lastly, I think this is, to me, the most important skill, um, is the sense of empathy.
0: Boom. Um, and this- I agree. Oh. Any startup yeah. needs empathy because if you can't put yourself in other people's shoes you're fucking shoving shit down their throat.
1: Yeah, uh, but it's such an important skill. I, I say not just for product managers, but right. in general, like,
0: the business leader, right? right. If
1: you, you have to put yourselves in the shoes exactly of um, your users and understand their pain points um, and really know who they are, but also the other flip side of empathy is, hey, I need to empathize with my internal team. Right. Like I need to understand what their struggles are. I need to understand what their goals are and align with that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, So I think empathy is super important to build great products, but also build great teams.
0: Absolutely. Correct. All right. Now let's talk about the main topic now, right? So, Cognity Labs, how did this come about and what can uh, people uh, – what, what, how did this come about and what do they get out of Cognity Labs? Because we, we're running out of time, right? We, this is going to be up soon. Like what you, when you're doing your football video, like, oh, shit. It's, it's, it's like, okay. So, so what, what is Cognity Labs and what, what, what are you guys giving to our Filipino yes. uh, startup friends here?
1: Yes, um, so the pitch. Cognity Labs is right. a virtual startup incubator bridging Silicon Valley with Emergent World.
0: There now, you go. You don't need to travel 14 hours anymore. <laughs> there you, you know. go.
1: Um, yeah, and just the plug, applications are due, I think, in, oh, from the time today, it's like 17 days, um, right. but August 19. There you um, go. So applications, y'all.
2: There um,
1: so Cognity Labs really came as an onset of me, Earl, Valencia and Ping Right. Rivera's um, shared North Star and mission okay. of impacting emerging markets or the Philippines even from so far away. Mm. Um, and we're at this really prime position to be in the Bay Area mm. plus have that passion Got to it. give um, And so what we want to do is collect all the resources here, find people who are working in uh, prominent startup roles, uh, find these advisors Um, and bridge this network, um, bridge the resources we have with startups in the Philippines. Um, And what we're gonna do is bring in two or three startups Mm -hmm. to start off. We wanna make it a very quality um, experience. Right, right. Um, Connect them with advisors, mentors, Mm -hmm. uh, create modules for them centered around BizDev product and growth, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and uh, basically incubate them for about 16 weeks. Wow. Uh, yeah, uh, so very excited about it. Uh, the three of us have been working really hard to bring that program out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what I'll say is, uh, you know, we're, we're bringing these resources and giving as much as we can, um, but what you wanna emphasize is execution, right? Like at the very end, we can only do so much. Um, but we, these startups need to be like gung-ho about what they're mm-hmm. building passionate have that drive um, to execute and you want to see those in the applications
0: okay what type of startups are you guys looking for here that that you'd uh, like to see there
1: yes we're emphasizing AI and data enabled startups mm-hmm. so these are um, the, it's not enough to just use data Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I think every startup should be using data. Right.
0: So don't um, go uh, Cambridge Analytica. Okay, that's too much. That's
1: right. so don't go. <laughs> right. um, the whole thing by AI and data um, startups are it is a core part of your strategy. It is a core core part of your competitive advantage. Right. So even right, they match through relevance models um, and through through data. Um, that's that's considered, um, you know, if Uber could be part of her portfolio, there you um, that's, go. <laughs> a, that's, a, that's considered, um, it has to be p- core part of your strategy and, and right. advantage.
0: Okay. So that's it. Now, lastly, how do they join Cognity? And, uh, you know, uh, if they're in, if they have any questions, how do they
2: do that?
1: Yeah, very easy. Go to Cognitylabs.com. C-O-G-N-I-T-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, or email us at hello at CognitiveApps.com.
0: Right.
1: Um, feel free to reach out, uh, message us.
0: Okay, thank you again, Mika. I know it's very late, you gotta go, but again, thank you very much. And I I bet, hopefully after this episode, a lot of people would now get get a big bigger uh, ver- view of what CognitiveApps is. Sure you're gonna get a lot of good, good applications out there nice. as well. Again, thank you very much, Mika. Thank you, roster. All right, and I'll see you guys in the next quickie peace. has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eth, payroll-starter-monthly-5k, or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly really matters. Learn in flexible tenors with hashtag UNOBoost.